here's what's coming up in this week's episode of Together for Salem. As we get older, I think this isolation that darkness brings, it becomes even more evident. We see it in our country right now, right? We become more and more isolated, more and more polarizing in our own corner as the anger and the hate rises around us. We see it in our families. We become isolated as we start worrying about our own preferences, our own wants, start worrying about our own lives and not really wanting to deal with other people's stuff so we just get our own hobbies and our own things. We isolate ourselves from the ones we love. But Christmas, Christmas is the true story of God breaking through the darkness, of bringing the light of His love, the light of His forgiveness to all of us. Together for Salem, episode 40. Welcome to our homes, this church at home, content put out by Cross Creek Community Church. I'm Monica, this is Aaron, this is Commodore. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. If you're watching this before Christmas, which you probably are. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you're watching it after Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. That's right, 12 days. Uh, We just have a couple of announcements for you before we get started with episode 40. Uh, the first thing is, if you're new here, you've been watching for a while and you haven't let us know, or this is your first time, this is a great time for you to fill out the welcome form. It's a form on our website, super easy. A uh, lot of options for you on that form. You can just say hello, get a free e-gift card for saying hello. You can get a free Bible mailed to you, mm-hmm. um, request prayer. Maybe you have questions about Jesus, God, the Bible, life. That's also a good place for you to ask those questions. So check out the welcome form. Also on the website. Yep. If you have kids, gosh, K through middle school, yep. we have resources on our website. Pre-K. Pre-K. That's what I was going to say, but then I was like, pre? Yeah, we do have pre-K stuff on there. Yeah. Yourcrosscreek.com is the website if you're podcasting with us today. Hola. <laughs> Bienvenidos. And check out our stuff on the uh, on the old website. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you can find links to all of these things in the show notes. So that's true. if you're on YouTube, it's in the description. If you're a podcaster, it's in the show notes. Um, so check those links out. Uh, lots of information in there for you. And But right now, we're going to get started with our episode. Mm. We're going to see you on the other side with a couple other things. We have a giveaway winner to announce. Yes. Uh, but we're going to hand it over to the Tanner family. Yeah. So They're going to share it with us about their Christmas traditions and do some reading and stuff. It's going to be great. To you, Tanners. Tanners. Hi, we're the Tanner family. I'm Stephanie. I'm Matt. I'm Alina. I'm Cameron. And this is Micah. <laughs> Our favorite family tradition, my favorite family tradition is going out on Christmas Eve after we've gone out to dinner in our pajamas and looking at Christmas lights. I like listening to Christmas carols on the radio, especially Amy Grant, and teasing Steph when she complains about them coming on too early. Mine is opening presents. Mine is um, decorating gingerbread houses, um, even if they don't turn out the way we want them. I like watching Christmas movies like Elf. (laughs) 
Our scripture we're reading tonight is Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, she was pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. When you were a kid, were you ever afraid of the dark? I, I think we all were at some point. I think it's human nature to really not like being in the dark. It's almost like we were made to be in the light somehow. I think that's why, you know, when we go camping, we we love getting that fire going. Why for eons we've enjoyed having the fire. Why in the invention of the electric bulb, the electric electric light was such a big deal because it was able to take us out of the darkness, chase the darkness away. I think there's two reasons why humanity doesn't like darkness. I think the first one is darkness isolates us, but darkness also conceals reality. See, darkness isolates and conceals. When you were a kid and you were laying alone in your bed in the dark, you were isolated. It was you against whatever was out there in the dark hiding to get you. You were on your own. Everyone else was asleep. It was quiet. You were in basically complete isolation in that dark. You just felt like you were in your own dark world. And as we get older, I think this isolation that darkness brings, it becomes even more evident. We see it in our country right now, right? We become more and more isolated, more and more polarizing in our own corner as the anger and the hate rises around us. We see it in our families. We become isolated as we start worrying about our own preferences, our own wants, start worrying about our own lives and not really wanting to deal with other people's stuff. So we just get our own hobbies and our own things. We isolate ourselves from the ones we love. And then, if we are really honest, I think we feel that isolation in ourselves because we sense this darkness inside of us. And so we isolate ourselves from everyone else and keep the real us from ever actually shining through. See, the darkness in the world convinces us that we are alone in the world. The darkness in the world convinces us that we are alone in the world. But darkness isn't just isolating. It also conceals reality. Again, think back when you were that kid in the dark room and the, the, maybe the pile of clothes on the chair or the, the coat hanging on the, on the coat hook. It wasn't a pile of clothes anymore, was it? It wasn't just a coat. It was a monster. It was going to get you. See, the darkness made it so you couldn't see the room for what it really was. It made you feel like you were about to be a victim of this vicious monster attack. And it made you feel like you shouldn't do anything. You shouldn't move. You shouldn't come out of your covers. You shouldn't even breathe too loudly because whatever was out there was going to get you. And as we get older, 
the monsters change. In fact, the monsters become more real. We look at the world and we say, oh, there's just too much dark. How, how could light, how could good ever come out of all this darkness we see around us? What use is there really in trying to make the world a better place? There's so much evil. There's so much pain. What, could, what can I do? What can one person do? Especially, what can one person alone in the dark do against all this darkness around us? See, the darkness in the world convinces us that we can't do anything for the world. The darkness in the world convinces us that we can't do anything for the world. But Christmas, Christmas is the true story of God breaking through the darkness, of bringing the light of his love, the light of his forgiveness to all of us in unexpected ways. Because Christmas is the story of God ending our isolation and giving our lives purpose. It's the story of God ending our isolation and it's the story of God giving our lives purpose. Let me show you what I'm talking about. We've been going through a passage in Matthew. Matthew was one of Jesus' closest friends, one of his 12 disciples, and he wrote an eyewitness account of Jesus' life. He probably knew Jesus' mom, Mary. He most definitely knew Jesus' brother, James. And so he knew the story of Jesus' birth, and he wrote it down for us. And what we've looked at so far is um, Matthew writing about Jesus' stepdad, Joseph. And Mary became pregnant while they were engaged. And Joseph knew he had nothing to do with that pregnancy. And so in following cultural norms, in fact, following the law of their people, he was going to divorce her. And he was going to say, nope, marriage is off. He was going to do it quietly because he didn't want to bring her any more shame. But as he was thinking about doing this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, don't divorce Mary. The baby inside of her is from the Holy Spirit. And the baby is the promised Messiah who's going to save his people from their sins. And then, as the as this account of Jesus' birth goes on, Matthew puts it all in a historical perspective. See, he shows us that God had a plan all along for this baby. Had a plan all along to break through the darkness of our world. In fact, God had made a promise through a man named Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was born. And so here's what Matthew writes. He said, all of this, everything, the virgin birth, the Messiah being born, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now, if you made it this far, you might be thinking, man, this Christmas story, it's, it's sweet, it's kind. I, I like the songs and the pictures about it and stuff, but it's crazy, right? This is a pretty crazy story, especially the way our culture has made it to be, right? With all the thousands of years of paintings of halos on Mary and halos on this little baby, blonde angels hovering over one of the worst stables ever built that wouldn't give shelter to any kind of animal, uh, songs about baby Jesus who doesn't cry for some reason. But even when you take all of that away, all the cultural stuff out of the story, it's still a pretty crazy story, right? You have this virgin birth. That's not how babies are made. Visions, angels, stars, wise men, 700-year-old prophecies. It's a crazy story. But the craziest part is what we just read. The craziest part is what Matthew just said. It's also the most important part, that God, God the Son to be specific, became human. The God who created the universe, the God who holds everything together, the infinite God became human. See, that's what it's meant by, uh, he will be called Emmanuel that God is with us, God will live with us on earth, that he did live with us on earth. See, the truth is God saw the isolation 
that the darkness of sin caused humanity. He saw how it robs us of seeing reality and, and seeing meaning in our lives. And so he chose to come and not just tell us he loved us. I mean, think about it. God could have sent down this huge billboard of electric lights, which would have wowed the people back in the day that said, God loves you. That would have been a cool story. But no, he chose to come and not just tell us he loved us, but he chose to enter into our humanity, to become human himself, to experience our vulnerability, to experience our weakness, to feel our pain, and to show us, not just tell us, but show us that he loves us and show us that we are not alone in the darkness. See, Jesus, being God and being completely human, experienced every human emotion. So he knows our pain. He's felt our loneliness and our fears, even our temptations. And that means that whatever we go through, whatever darkness we experience, Jesus has already been there. And Jesus is in it with us. See, Emmanuel, God with us, means that God is so for us that he became one of us. God is so for us that he became one of us. And I know it's hard to believe that this actually happened at a moment in history. It is, it is for me to wrap my mind around the fact that God became human at a certain moment in history. But Jesus proved it happened. See, Jesus proved he was God by, by what he said. He said, I and the Father are one. Before Abraham was, I am, meaning I am the eternal, existent, uncaused, first cause. He proved he was God by what he said, by what he did. He healed people's diseases. He raised people, raised people from the dead. And as we saw in the last episode, God the Son, Jesus, embraced our pain. In fact, he took the pain, the punishment we deserved by dying on the cross. The pain, the punishment that we deserved because of the darkness we brought into the world because of our sin. And he did that to give us life, to give us eternal life. And then he gave the ultimate proof of his divinity by raising himself from the dead, just like he predicted he would. And then he appeared to over five eyewitnesses. And that's a great story. It's a true story. But there's more to the story. It gets even better. See, Jesus didn't come just to bring a flash of light that lit up the darkness and then kind of faded, right? Like a flare or, or a firework. He didn't just come to give us a glimpse that we aren't alone and, and maybe that there's more to life and we can find the light and kind of change things in our lives and have a different outlook on things. Now, see, his, his death and resurrection gave us forgiveness. It gave us life. It gave us eternal life. But it's even better than that. See, Jesus didn't come just so we could leave earth and go to heaven someday. He came so that we can bring the light of heaven to earth now. See, so often we think, you know, if I just trust Jesus and then I'm forgiven of my sins, then I just got to get through this life, try not to screw up too many things, and then I get to go to heaven someday. But it's so much more than that. It's so much better than that. He didn't come just so we, could, so we could leave earth someday and go to heaven. He came so that we can bring the light of heaven to earth now. See, Jesus is the light of heaven that ignited millions of lights to bring the light of God's love, the light of God's forgiveness to every dark corner of humanity. And he didn't just bring us eternal life in the future. He brought a life of purpose now. See, God gave us his light in order for us to be his light. God gave us his light in order for us to be his light. In fact, this is what Jesus himself said. 
He said, you, my followers, those who trust me, those who call me their king, you are the, are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. And so did you catch that? Did you see that? See, Jesus didn't say, you, my followers, have the light. You've experienced the light. You, you, you can have it and keep it in your heart. And that. No, he didn't say you have the light. He said, you are the light. You are the light. See, if you are a Jesus follower, if you said, Jesus, you are my king. I trust you. I, I rely on you to make my relationship right with God. Then you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to be the light of God. It's not, something, it's not just something you do. It's something you are. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to show the world that they are not alone in the darkness. To show people that there's life and purpose just waiting for them to experience. And being the light is so much more than just being nice and saying nice things and being polite. See, nice doesn't change the world. And Jesus made us the light of God to change the world, to chase away the darkness. So being the light is more than being nice. It's, it's more than just stopping a few bad habits. It's more than doing a few charitable things now and then, making sure our good outweighs our bad. In fact, it's, it's more than just going to a religious club once a week to sing and see our friends. No, being the light of God is actually a complete transformation of our identity. That's what it requires. Here's what the Apostle Paul said about it. He said, for once you, Jesus followers, were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. You once were this, now you are changed. You are the light. So live like people of the light. See, a Jesus follower's identity, a light bringer's identity is not their occupation. It's not even their family or their race or their country. It's not their political party. It's not even their local church. A Jesus follower's identity is the light of Jesus. And being the light of God means reorienting your life around the love of Jesus. Being the light of God means reorienting your life around the love of Jesus. What that means is you are now freed from, wor from worrying about you. You don't have to worry about you anymore. You are freed from having to fight for you. You are free to be second. You are free to make your opinions, your preferences, even your rights second to other people. You no longer have to make your decisions based on what's good for me. What does this mean for me or my family or my country? You're not tied to that anymore. You get to live for a higher purpose. You are free and empowered to ask a Jesus follower's main question. Your life can be shaped by a, the Jesus followers' main question, which is this. What will shine Jesus' love the brightest? When we're faced with a decision or a choice, we get to ask, what will shine Jesus' love the brightest? And the answer to that, when we follow it, it's not always easy. And it really never has been. See, the way Matthew kind of finishes this account of Joseph dealing with Mary being pregnant and what the angel just told him is, is this, is what Matthew writes. He said, when, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Now, as we talked about in the first episode in this series, 
that meant a lot. That meant Joseph was giving up a lot. See, he, he had to give up his identity. The identity he had always had, always wanted, he, his reputation's ruined. Because if he takes Mary as his wife, if he marries Mary, to everyone else who doesn't know what the angel said and probably won't believe what the angel said, to them, either he doesn't care that his wife was sleeping around on him, so he's not a good husband, or he's the one who had dishonored Mary, dishonored her family, dishonored both his own family and Mary's family. So his reputation's ruined. He had to give up his identity. He had to give up his family and his community identity. Because he'll be seen to not care about cultural traditions and norms, not care about the honor of his family. And he had to give up what he planned for his life. This is not what he wanted. This was not his plan. But none of that stopped him. Why? Because he knew God had given him true purpose. God's light had revealed to him his true purpose, that it was to bring the light of life to the dark world. He had a role to play in God's light shining in the dark world. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for either him or Mary, but it was worth it. It was worth it for Joseph because he knew God was for him. He knew that God had come for him and he knew that God was with him. And if you made it this far, I think there's a reason. I think you need to hear what I'm about to say. So I want you to listen. Listen closely. You, you are not alone in the dark. You are not alone in the dark. God is for you. God has come for you. God is with you. You are not alone in the dark. And it's even better than that. See, Jesus removed the darkness that conceals the purpose of our lives. There's more to this life. There's purpose, and Jesus has shown it to us. And so this Christmas, a hard year, 2020, and here we are at Christmas. This Christmas, I want you to know you are invited to be God's light to the world. You are invited to a purpose bigger than yourself, bigger than anything around you. You are invited to be God's light to the world. You're invited to ask every day in every situation, what will shine Jesus's love the brightest? And you reorient your life around that. Think about it. What is there to stop you? Think of the darkness in the world. What, like, what is darkness? Scientifically, darkness is nothing. It's, it's the absence of light. Darkness is nothing in itself. See, the reality is, in the face of light, darkness is weak. It's, it's pathetic. Darkness is non-existent. And the darkness in the world cannot withstand the light of Jesus radiating out of the followers of Jesus. The darkness in the world that we see around us, that we think is so powerful, cannot withstand the light of Jesus radiating out of the followers of Jesus. Jesus' best friend put it this way when he introduced Jesus in his eyewitness account. In the beginning, the word, Jesus, God's word to humanity. When you see Jesus, you see God. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word, Jesus, gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. This Christmas, you are invited to be the light of Jesus to a dark world.
The world waits for a miracle. The heart longs for a little bit of hope. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. A child prays for peace on earth, and she's calling now from a sea of hurt. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. And can you hear the angels singing glory to the light of the world? Glory, the light of the world is Drought breaks with the tears of a mother. A baby's cry is the sound of love. Come down, come down, Emmanuel. Oh, here's a song for the suffering. Here's a sigh the Prince of Thank you, Luke, Gillian, and Aaron, and John. Uh, I love that part about not being alone. 
this can be a lonely time. Mm. So if you're feeling lonely, um, or maybe you just have questions about something that John said, please get, in, get a hold of us. You can email us, use that welcome form we talked about at the top of the show, uh, but you're not alone and we are here for you. Uh, we have connect groups if you'd like to sign up for a connect group. Uh, we do have groups they'll probably start back up after the holiday season in January, mm -hmm. but um, most of the groups are meeting uh, virtually for now, uh, but there are, there's room for you. So if you'd like to join a connect group, you'd like to talk about uh, life and these episodes and just what's going on, those groups are available for you. So check that out. That's right. Yep. You ready for our giveaway this week? I'm ready for our giveaway. Okay. This week to Conditorai, which every time somebody says Conditorai, I think of like sextuple chocolate cake or whatever they make. Yeah, like there. this tie. That's oh right. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. So good. Our winner. The winner. <laughs> Whoa, big big That was one of those where like at oh, the yeah. end. Yeah. Nice. Scott what? Scott W, you Congratulations, win. Scott. You're going to have yourself some Conditorai, which is just amazing. That's right. We'll that be getting a hold of you this week on yeah. how to get you your $25 to Conditorai. Mm -hmm. It's a great place in Salem. You guys haven't checked out Conditorai, check it out. It's kind of near downtown, but mm -hmm. it's a Salem icon. Yeah. So check them out. Mm -hmm. uh, this week, we're going to do another giveaway. Yes. Uh, to a nearish downtown. It's yeah. actually, it is it's, downtown. It's downtown. Yeah. It's Isaac's downtown. Yeah. So Isaac's downtown is this week's getaway. Tell them how they can enter. Do you know? Just like any, pretty much any way you can think of. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Would so you we'll... like to comment on the Socia's Meads? Yes. Yes. Enter to win. Yes. Would you like to email us? Sure. That's an entry. Do you want to text Aaron? No. No. <laughs> I'll be on break next week. Please don't. He's not available. I mean, you could text me if you want to be like, what's up? But yeah. We'll have ways for you to enter that giveaway to Isaac's downtown. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great spot. They have amazing coffee. Yeah, they do. And all kinds of teas and things. Mm -hmm. And it's just a cool spot. They've got wine. And anyway, check out their website. Give them a follow on social media. It's yes. a business we would like to support. So we're going to throw $25 to them, to you, so that you can spend it there. And maybe you spend a little bit more too. Mm -hmm. That's a great spot. That's right. Check out that uh, social media post coming this week to give away. Isaac's downtown. That's right. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of check out, mm. check out Monica's sweater. Oh, yes. It's pretty awesome, Fact. huh? Fact. Fact. It is Christmas. That's right. We, we're we going to have to get going here in a bit because you know what's going to happen. Well, Santa's going to come down our chimney. Well, yes. And no? at the end of uh, the month, the office is bye-bye on oh, Netflix. Oh, that's right. We just heard we, that. We have a yeah. few seasons we're, we're going to need to get going on. Yeah. So That's true. We got to go. We got to go. But... Last thing before we go watch The Office and celebrate Christmas, yeah. um, you can pay it forward. There's yes, a link in the right. show notes if you'd like to donate to Cross Creek, keep a good thing going, and helps pay for these gift cards and uh, various things. Check out that link in the show notes. It's super easy. You can do a one-time gift. You can be a regular giver. Um, maybe you want to buy a sweatshirt. You can do that there too. A four Salem hoodie. We'll have a link in the show notes telling you more about that. Mm -hmm. well, check it out. That's right. It's also how you can join a connect group. So. That's it for this episode, episode 40. Except big, for these questions. Big 4-0. Here four come your zero. questions. Cross Creek Online, you are middle-aged. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> for Salem is middle-aged. Does that mean I get to tell some bad jokes? See you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Look at this fluffy poodle. Oh, okay. Well. Good job, babe.